Welcome to the U-Turn Podcast. This is the place to connect to who you truly are. We're bringing PhDs, experts, and leaders to help you elevate your mindset in your work life and in your love life so that you can see things differently and truly love your world. I'm Ashley Stahl. I'm a career expert, author, and TEDx speechwriter and booker, and I'm excited to bring you in to this week's episode. Okay, U-Turn friends, today I'm bringing a friend on, which we all know is such a good time, and it's my friend Ginger Reinelt, and she is here as a human design queen. She guides (laughs) high-level leaders to create more aligned success in a really enriching way by helping them really get to know their human design. And if you don't know human design, which we've done a couple episodes on this, but we're going to take it deeper she has such an incredible perspective on it. So for those of you who maybe haven't tuned into those episodes we've done, it's a body of work. Just, you know, people compare it to astrology, but it's its own thing. And we'll ask Ginger plenty about that. But it guides you into a lot of information about your personality, about your life path. And we are going to jam so hard on it. So Ginger, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Perfect for me as a projector, you inviting me. And I was like, oh my God, we have so much to talk. Even just the coffee we had the other day could have been an entire episode, but we did not record it. But we, it's not the only episode that we're going to do. Like, yeah, Yeah, 100%. (laughs) I feel like you are someone who has such a unique perspective. I almost want to start with asking you, obviously, you know, briefly, like, why are you into human design? Why does it matter for you? How did you come upon it? But then get a little more into just introducing people to it in case nobody's ever heard of it as they're listening now. Yes, I love that, that more and more people are intrigued and, you know, getting called to it. I think it's more calling. It's not something that human design finds you. If you're meant to really, you know, live it and study it and you're open to growth and you're seeking your purpose and why you're here and your deeper meaning in your life, it is incredible. It gives you literally the manual about who you truly are, what your gifts are and how you can create and manifest the most incredible life. Okay. So I know that some people are not familiar with, I mean, there's so many different layers to it, right? So for those of you who haven't done it, you can put your birth date, birth time, birth location, and just like astrology, and it's going to show you an image of your human design charts. There's going to be different colors there, but there's also these archetypes like a generator, a projector. Can you walk us through those different ones? Because when I first met you that night at the live music, you were talking about all the different ways that you see it. Like we need the projectors for this and we need the manifestors for this. Mm-hmm. So can we just walk people through those things that you shared? Yes, absolutely. There, It is important for you to get as specific as possible with your birth time. I know this is sometimes some something that um, stands in the way for people. Um, but even if you just have an estimated time, then it's pretty good to start with something so the types are usually not it's not so relevant to have the type but when we go into specifics it's more important to have this exact time just as a side note so the mm, human design is 
science. It is quantum physics. It is not something that you just believe in or not. Your body, your energetic body is always there and it is designed in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. It has a certain geometry and your design is created through an imprint of neutrinos and cosmic constellations, which is, that's why it's important to have your location, your birth time and your birth date. So astrology is one out of five modalities that it consists of. Human design is a more cohesive methodology, a system that looks at your design, your um, specific energy, how it runs through your body through different lenses. It um, includes astrology, um, the Kabbalah, and then the Chinese I Ching, and the chakra system. You know, this the blueprint that you see resembles and has seven of the chakras, but it, there's more. And then you have the these systems, and you learn who you truly are and what differentiates you from others. Mm. And we start with five different types, but the types are actually not the archetypes. These are more the profiles. What it says is that there are five different, actually four different aura types, designs of our energetic body, which is six feet around you. Six feet around you is your energetic body. And it. This describes how you take in the world, what you receive from others and what you radiate out. It's your magnetic field where you magnetize people, situations, opportunities into your life in your very specific way. Mm -hmm. And so there are every type has a certain role and altogether manifestation happens in the way that we more and more are aware and the manifest and there's the youngest type, which is projectors who just came into this, onto this planet in 1781. So there are five different types slash four. I'm going to tell you in a second why Um, it's kind of this, this four slash five. We start with manifestors. Manifestors are about 8% of the population. And they were back in the days, mainly the queens and kings who are rulers and who initiate, their strategy is to inform and to initiate a certain vision to get birthed into this world. So when there's an idea, when there's someone who has a vision, they usually gather people and say, hey, I have this idea. Let's build this together. Let's create this. So these someone is the fire starter, the kickstarter, and these are the manifestors. And their strategy is to inform people about what they see and what downloads they have. They're very much um, connected to the quantum field to receive those downloads, what, what should be manifested into the world. And they initiate, they activate people, they're innovators, they're trailblazers. They have a, we call it, you know, repelling aura, but I rather say selective aura. It is very dense. It is closed off because 
they are here to initiate and then they go into the next project and then they kind of drop it and let others build it. They are non-energy types, so they have no sacral defined. They don't regenerate energy like the sacral types. And this is important because they need to kind of go into their rest cycle to tune in and rest. And then they receive those downloads and then they have bursts of energies. Then they're on, then they create this, the project with others and then they rest again and then they do their thing. So these are kind of the fire starters and their aura is not so much connecting with others in order to be the leader. The second um, type are uh, generators and generators are then the ones who are building the vision. Um, they have the sacral energy. They're here to magnetize opportunities into the world and to respond to what lights them up most. And we have the manifesting generators, which is a hybrid of the manifester and the generator. The difference is they also have always a motor to connect it to the throat through a channel to manifest because we all manifest through our throat. That's why it's important that we look at when things are not manifesting or not going our way, what are our beliefs? What do we speak about ourselves and about the world? Because the world words carry a certain frequency and they create then the manifestation of it. We can talk about it a little bit later, but let me finish the types first. So the manifesting generators, this hybrid of, they are very innovative. They also have ideas, but they still need to wait until they have the right thing in front of them to respond to. They cannot just initiate. And the reason why everybody has, every type has a strategy is uh, because of how the aura works. So it is magnetizing and it is enveloping the aura of a generator. And they are here, as I said, to build, to um, create incredibly things, manifesting generators more um, passionate. And they're here to show the world how what is possible because they have a lot of different ideas, very passionate, a lot of different projects where it maybe doesn't fit together. You know, there you have these today, this idea and the next time this project and it doesn't fit together. This is, this is why they're here to showcase us that you can be multi-passionate. Generators are only pures and only have the sacral defined and no connection to the throat. That makes them the life force giving to the planet. And it's important that they're happy, that they're in a good mood, that they don't feel frustrated, which is the not-self theme of uh, the generator and the manifesting generator. And every type has this not-self theme that shows them when they're not in alignment. So for the manifestors, it is anger. And then when they feel some not being in their peace and their, you know, confidence of self-expression, a lot of manifestors feel very much blocked around speaking really what they want and expressing themselves because it can sometimes be very, you know, triggering or straight to, to the point, but that's what why they're here to activate people. Mm. To follow for further, the, the next type is, uh, so the aura of sacrals is enveloping. So when you're with a happy sacral, you want to be with them. The longer it takes to fall asleep at night, the more stressed out I get about being exhausted the next day. For me personally, the Magnesium Breakthrough Supplement has helped solve my sleep problems from winding down at the end of a stressful day 
to tossing and turning and waking up groggy. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers has been such a game changer. Here's the thing. More than 75% of the population is deficient in magnesium. And what most people don't really know is that even if they're taking a magnesium supplement, they're probably still deficient because they're not getting all seven forms of magnesium. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers is the ultimate way to give your body all seven forms of magnesium in one supplement. And it's the only product on the market I know doing all seven of them. Not only does it help you sleep better, but Magnesium Breakthrough helps calm your mind and allows you to feel grounded and relaxed during the day and especially before bed. So don't miss out on the most relaxing sleep you can have with Magnesium Breakthrough. And for an exclusive offer for the U-Turn community, head on over to bioptimizers.com slash U-Turn. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com slash Y-O-U-T-U-R-N and use the promo code U-Turn during checkout to save 10%. Again, that's bioptimizers.com and the promo code Y-O-U-T-U-R-N, U-Turn, during checkout to save 10%. So can we define sacral? Because I know some people might not know what that means. Yeah, the sacral is a center and it is defined as the life force giving, generating energy. And so that is kind of the, it's like a motor. It is a motor and it is the sacral center, which all the generators have it defined. And it is re- actually regenerating when a sacral, when a manifesting generator or generator is when they are happy when they feel satisfied, when they're in their signature energy of self-expression and joy and happiness, that is the, when they radiate out so much energy and this feels like they could go on and on. When you have a passion project and when you love what you do, you know, you, you cannot stop. You, you are, you, it fuels your, yourself. You get energy through what you love doing, right? And the other thing is when you do something because you, you think you should be doing it. The should, the word should for cycles is very important to identify. When they're operating from should, it's actually taking the energy. And this is where it's a sign that something is out of alignment. And there's a lot of conditioning around the sacral energy. And a lot of my clients are the first thing when they're manifesting generators or generators is that they have to learn to connect back to their sacral energy and to their joy and to the gut feeling of, yes, this is a yes for me. And this is what my body loves because they're so in their head and they're living so much out of alignment with it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I just, uh, do you want to ask about the sacrals? Because otherwise I finish with projectors and reflectors. Yeah, I would love to get into projectors and reflectors. And then I thought it would be fun to almost talk about the workforce. What does the manifestor look like at a corporate job? What does the, this person look like? I feel like that could ground it into it. But yes, please go into the, the reflectors, etc. So the projector is here um, as the youngest type and they the guides. They have a penetrative aura and go into the other. This is really, really important to understand. A lot of projectors don't understand why they feel so different, why they go through the world and see things where they feel nobody else sees. And then they kind of want to share that with other people 
and we can see right away why someone is stuck because we're here to see and guide energies. So when the manifestor initiates something is the kickstart of the energy, the sacrals take that energy and start building something with it. They regenerate the energy and they build it and build. The projector comes in and tells the generators how to be more efficient with the energy when so that the goal is to save energy to waste it to be more efficient to create better results uh projectors strategy is to be recognized for what they see and to be invited for guidance when projectors don't understand their strategy most don't because no none of our parents know about this and the conditioned way of bringing up children is it's very much like a generator or even like a manifestor then um, projectors very quickly feel rejected and resentment because it is such a forceful penetrative aura. If I tell you what you should be doing without asking me for guidance or advice, that usually is not received so well. Right? And so that is where the strength of a projector can really, really turn into deep conditioning and rejection and, and trauma of not feeling seen while when they are invited, when they feel seen, they feel success. So the signature of a projector is really this feeling of success, which can come with a conditioning of, ah, oh, I need to have success first so that I feel success and that I feel my self-worth and that I'm, you know, valuable and whatever. But it's not successful projector. The signature is very much a feeling of self-recognition of freedom and it is very individual for every person and then the reflector is here to just reflect the quality of the energy so we are now going down the you know the full circle of these five types four to five types where then it's all about how energy works best and the reflector literally just mirrors back what that type of energy is and when it, you are with a reflector they're just one percent of population projectors are 17 percent, and the sacred are about 65 percent together and that means a reflector reflects deeply who you are so if you want to get to know really who you are then look at a reflector and kind of see what their qualities and traits are in their character and that's actually more you than them it's really interesting okay so you talked about projector, manifesting, generator, reflect, manifester. We talked about these archetypes, but then you mentioned sacral. Isn't sacral the type of way they approach the world or decision-making or is that an archetype? No, I say sacrals. I kind of, instead of saying generators and manifesting generators, because all three other types are non-energy types. Only the the generators and manifesting generators have the sacral defined. That means they are energy types. There's consistent energy running in that center, which is a motor and it, like a generator. You have this electricity generator in a house. Yeah. Imagine this is that. And so in order, it's for me, efficiency. I don't want to say always say a generator, manifesting generator. That's why I say sacral. But for all the three other types, it's important to understand that they have to rest more. And it is important for these non-energy types to be very aware who they are with, because we have it open, undefined, the sacral. And any center we have undefined in our chart we amplify the energy of the people around us who have in those centers the energy consistency running meaning defined 
So that's why it's imagine this entire planet consists of 65% of generators and all other types are actually depending on their energy. Now, how frustrated, how unhappy is most of the collective population of this planet? Mm. Oh, okay. So the overall mission is to get the generators into doing and gener manifesting generators doing finally not what they should be doing and not just hustling it is about them and their responsibility actually for the planet and the collective is to do finally what they love mm. to be happy yeah and the other types are here to help them do that and help identify that. But our entire collective is, oh, no, you have to work hard. Then you can be a little bit happy on the weekend and a little bit more happy and vacation. Mm -hmm. and, these people are, and then these people are getting into relationships unhappy because they seek happiness in relationships. And that's another codependency. Like this is an entire and human design will help you to identify why you're not happy. Why are you not trusting yourself to really do what lights you up and let that be. And so the entire deconditioning and work that we're going into 2027 now is that everybody is seeking more this. Okay. Who am I really? What do I want in life? Where's my meaning? And how can I really make change my life in the way that I feel this every day? I think a lot of people are now done with just, you know, working to eventually reward themselves. They want it all. And mm -hmm. post-2027, when we have this big cycle changing, we will be in an, an energy of pure selfishness and individuality. So that people ask themselves more and more, okay, I'm working for this boss. But what do I get out of it? It's not enough. We see it already that people are actually getting into jobs which where they earn less, but they have more free time mm. or it is a more fulfilling job. It, money is not anymore the only driven or decision-making. It's more the self-fulfillment and the meaning that they find about themselves and how they can really live more authentically and express themselves more. This is the biggest topic right now, what I see in mm -hmm. any our lives because of the north node in aries as well which is all about self-expression and living your authentic truth and then the south node is libra which means we're gonna change a lot of in our relationships how we relate to life how we relate to our jobs how we relate to our um, friend circle to our families to how to our uh, romantic partners a lot is changing over the eight, eight, 18 months which is really felt and seen in a lot of areas, right? Okay. So we talk about these five different archetypes. You talked about generators and manifesting generators being the energy types. And then the other three projectors, reflectors, and manifestor. No. Yeah. Manifestors. Manifestors as the non-energy types. What does that mean? Because some people, if they take it literally, they'll think these people don't have energy. What do That's you mean? True. Okay. That's true. We do not have consistent, we, I'm a projector, we don't have consistent energy and, and there are certain, meaning we don't regenerate it. We need to rest more. We need to rest more. We okay. need to take a break and more breaks than uh, society makes us believe because when I am, I always was living my life more in the flow and less working. Uh, I mean, I was a high level business consultant. I was hustling my but of as well uh, until I got a burnout 
Um, but it is now as I'm living my life, it's very much in the flow and resting looks different. It's not just watching Netflix. Actually, that's not resting. That's just um, compensating um, and numbing out. But it is important for these non-energy types to live life more in flow with their energy when they feel tired and need to rest. Mm. And that is important. And also the manifesting generators and generators need to regenerate the energy and step out of like nonstop working to kind of sensitize their response. The gut is always responding, but then when they always say to everyone else, it's also not, they cannot see if it's an aligned yes. And it is literally, they don't, we don't have consistent energy. And I have a defined ego, which is a motor center so that there are a couple of energy centers in the chart, but eventually it's not on all the time. It's not on all the time. They have a different rhythms. Every center, every motor had it has a different rhythm. I have the defined ego, for example, that is a motor center. And if I want something, I can develop a lot of energy, which motivates me and drives me. But at some point I'm like, I don't want it anymore. I don't want to work anymore. Mm-hmm. And then I have to rest. Mm-hmm. Instead of tapping into the sequel, which feels like not knowing when enough, is there every center has also a not self theme, which when that comes up, you go, you push yourself through it. You know, you push through it, you push through it because you have whatever you, you should be doing it. And then you don't know when enough is enough and until you really crash and burn. Okay. So this is actually really interesting. And one of my favorite things we talked about when we had tea the other night was the not self. Is there anything we can share with people listening of all different archetypes? What does it mean for each of these five? And obviously there's different factors, right? There's different numbers that imply your life path. And there's all these different layers to human design, which is one of the things I love it the most. And before we even get into that, can you talk about a day in the workplace? Let's say that there's five people in the workplace. There's a generator, a manifesting generator, a manifestor, projector, reflector. What are all five of these people doing in corporate to help people kind of ground themselves into these archetypes a little bit more in practical terms? Most likely they will, uh, they will realize that they have the wrong job. (laughs) That's not a good, I know this is so such a, for me as a projector in German and six line truth, I kind of go right into there and say, "Hmm, I think we can align a little bit either your job, your profile, like your job profile, your description, your tasks that you have, or create more awareness, how you can bring your natural skills in your job even better um, in so that you have more joy doing. But you said something, Ginger, you were like, if you're in corporate, you know, entrepreneurs, you were talking about entrepreneurs, you're like, the, the entrepreneurs who are manifestors are doing this while the generators are doing that, but they need the projectors for this and the reflectors for that. So could you kind of paint that picture for people listening? Yeah, yeah this is kind of what I said at the beginning, right? There's yeah. a manifestor is the initiator. And this is usually what I see. I'm I'm working with a lot of, you know, entrepreneurs. And when I look at an entrepreneur as a manifestor, then they have a lot of different, usually a different, a lot of different businesses. They have more, they're really here. Like I said, they initiate businesses and then they kind of place their CEO in there and then they kind of just manage it and they let other people run it. This is because they don't have consistent 
consistently does this energy for running it all the time. And also they're bored. They're this more manifestors, right? I caught that. Okay. Yeah. You know, manifestors have, and they are, they work in, in, in rhythms and they get an urge an inspiration, a download, and then they want to start something. So they start a new business or they start a new project. And so they have these multiple projects or multiple, they're usually serial entrepreneurs or have like really big companies. And then they invest in that. And I have a good friend and she has a coaching business. She has also a dropship business, like e-commerce business. She is also investing in other companies. There's a lot of things that they're interested in. And then they automate a lot. So in a company that would be definitely someone who is more in a initiator role in like literally investors, that would be great. If they are not the company owners, then that would be more someone, if someone is a manifester, but employed, I would say, go and do more project management so that you are not bored. It is the worst thing for a manifester to do the same tasks all the time. Okay. And they it would be more benefit because when they have these urges and then they have a lot of energy for and then they can go for let's say three, four months all in into a project that they're really excited, but then they also need to rest. Mm -hmm. So it would be great if they're self-employed. And I mean manifestors usually are not the ones because they hate to be told what to do. Mm -hmm. So usually when I meet manifestors, they're not and they have this awareness about what they want or not, they they drop out of corporate very quickly. Okay. And then the manifesting generators, do, is it a possibility that a manifester is on the cusp of being a manifester and a manifesting generator? Or are they completely different despite their names having overlap? This is the, they're totally different energy types. Like I said, the manifester has this repelling aura and no sacral. And then the manifesting generator is they receive those downloads as well and they kind of in they need to inform people about all their different passions but there's still an energy type so it's not on the cast it's either you are it or not it's your design like i said it is a energetic imprint like your dna of your physical body you either have brown eyes or not you yeah. have green eyes or not. It's not that sometimes they can, you know, look different with the light, but it's your genes. It is, it is what it is. It's set. And that's the same. There's the same genetics for your energy body. It's just that you don't see it, okay. but it is the same, like the physical manifestation. Actually, the energetic blueprint is, was there before. And then your physical body is there because of your design yeah got I have it to understand this a manifesting generator would be very multi-passionate they could be in corporate and they love their job there but also have a side hustle mm. and they have kind of a work um uh, on a how do you call this you know volunteer as well and then they have their hobbies. Like it is very multi-passionate. And what I usually know is that they feel very guilty when they have a new hobby and then when to start another thing and then, but they did not finish the old things, but they're here to move very quickly. They You're have the highest manifesting generators, right? Just yes. for the note takers. Got yes. it. They have the highest energy and they're here to really, and they learn so quickly and they're also here for efficiency. So when they, force themselves to stick it with a project 
or stick with a job or stick with a hobby too long, but they feel frustration coming up, they actually got what they needed out of this to follow their life path. And then they rather quicker drop it and look for where they say cool is lit up and where they say cool and their response guides them to the next thing. Um, and, you know, the overall goal is just to be happy. Imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everything that supports that is their purpose. Mm, that's beautiful. I love this idea that, and I'm a manifesting generator. Some human design charts have identified me as a manifester, but I think I'm a manifesting generator. Um, it You talk about it being an energy type, but as a creator, I need a lot of downtime to be able to show up and give, or I get burnt out easily. So can you talk about the energy levels in the workplace between these archetypes as we go? It sounds like the manifester initiates and then they need some space in between projects. It sounds like the manifesting generator is happy to keep moving, but they're not going to see the point of continuing to move along if they're complete with what they got out of the project. Okay, cool. And then in the corporate sphere, what, again, what would the projector reflector and who am I missing? The generator. Generator. Yeah. Just to, I'm going to answer that in a second. I, but I want to give you a side no, yeah. you notice with when you say I need a lot of downtime, I do believe that all types, no matter what you are, are too conditioned to go too long, too far and rest too little. And usually this downtime is needed because you're overly committing and saying yes to everything else, but your own desires and needs. And this is conditioned from childhood on once you get into school. Or that you as a child are in your own rhythm and you would rest and just lay in the grass and stare at the clouds. That is resting for a child. Mm-hmm. And then you run around and play again. Mm-hmm. But the moment you get into school, you get forced to sit there from eight to one and then later homework, etc. So you start slowly burning out and neglecting your own body's needs. So when you want to pour into others, and you need that rest time, I would say you pour too much into others, but yourself. Overall, your cup is overall too low. So if I were working with you, I would look at your entire lifestyle and where to, this is the projector, to clean up your energy, to be more efficient, to look at where you're responding to things that are really not a yes in that moment, maybe later or even not at all. And so that you have overall more general energy, but yes, you also need time for yourself without feeling guilty and without, you know, normalizing that time so that you can give from a more full cup. Mm-hmm. And in, in corporate, that also means that we need to look at structures for how people work and not every. For example, projectors are not really doing well in other people's aura because we take on everything. We absorb everything. I cannot look at some person without absorbing the energy. So when a projector is forced to be in the office all the time, they're actually not really a good guide because they're here to guide. They're more in the role of team leaders, project managers, advisors, counselors, CEOs, and they need definitely being out of aura more 
and maybe working from home or, you know, having their own schedule and time instead of, I see it a lot with projectors who have so many meetings. And I think a lot of meetings are way over um, scheduled. So that was where projectors could be come in, in and say, okay, this could be a 15 minute meeting. Let's be efficient. Yeah. It's like the projectors, the meme that's, could this meeting have been an email? That's what a projector would say. Exactly. That would, that, that's a projector. And, and you, have you heard of Gary V? Yeah. Yeah. He always like 15 minutes and we need to be done. He's a projector. He's a three, five projector. Okay. I'm a three, five. Okay. So I want to get into the numbers after this too, because I know yeah. I'm a three, five manifesting generator. Yeah. So the, the generator in corporate or in business is really here to find that one thing while the manifesting generator has all the different passions the generator is what is here to really understand over time what their biggest passion is and what their gift is and this needs you know consistency to to stick with one thing but they need to find their thing right and then they regenerate the energy and they really can go on and go on so it is really important that they find the thing that they love doing most Mm. And makes them most successful. And a lot of generators, I think, are too much um, caught in the shoulds. Uh, my career should look like this, or I can't. The, the the biggest overall for all types, for every person on this planet, is the self doubt or the doubting of their own body, guidance, desires, w- wishes, and wants. So that would be definitely important for a generator to to look into what is that one thing that always lights them up and where they always come back to and then the reflector in a, a corporate or in a business setting usually what i see is that they're also you know like coaches or consultants because they just come in and reflect back what the situation is to then get, share their deep wisdom what they see okay and this is so beautiful for people to know. And where would you recommend people go to figure out their human design? Because I feel like there's so many places. Where do you really count on or trust for people to input their data and get their design back? So my friend, she's also a projector, Amim Lee. She has myconstellations.co.au. She does beautiful reports as well. Um, if someone, you know, wants to just get a report and read about themselves, that is wonderful. She's an incredible source. She um, uses both astrology and, and human design. I trust her. I work with her. She's a friend of mine. She's a projector as well. Mm-hmm. Then the next thing would be, you know, reading about human design or watching videos or whatever is one thing. And it just gives us all this affirmation of hey i'm not crazy there is something to it that i never feel that i fit in or that i'm different than others however human design has is a transformational system which needs guidance to fully live it and Ra'uru, who received this information said it actually takes seven years to fully decondition mm-hmm. and this cannot happen through just self-study you need someone who can look at your blind spots and help you overcome conditioning or these patterns why we default back into these cycles that we know are not good for for us whether it's in relationships or you know codependency people pleasing all these patterns and that's the work that is required and that's why 
you know, projectors are a lot of coaches who find human design and then coach it. And this is what I do as mm. well. Mm, okay. So I want to walk people a little bit through the not self and talk about the numbers as well. I feel like that was so people talk about not being yourself. Like they'll just say, Oh, I, I didn't feel myself or they'll say I was out of alignment or it just felt weird. That was a weird meeting or my relationship doesn't feel good. But what I'm really hearing when you and I were talking that I loved about our conversation was this idea of the not self. And I know in human design, there's a lot of information about what does it look like to be in yourself and how can you apply that into your career, your life, your relationships? And what does it look like to be in the not self? So can you talk a little bit about that concept? And is there a way for us to give people information based on each of these five archetypes or would we have to get into yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's very simple to start there because every type has a not self theme that mm -hmm. is very common. Everybody knows this because we have, we feel it a lot. We know when we're in it. And then it's the sign that something is out of alignment and it is good, just a sign to look at, okay, what is actually that I really want or what is what needs to shift? And there's a better way of doing it. That's usually the sign. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. not that you did something wrong. It's really a good indicator for, okay, there's a better way of doing it. There is a more aligned way. And figuring that out is then the pathway to get there. Okay. So the overall, when people are feeling that they cannot be truly themselves, it really feels how I absorb it and how I see it is a sadness, even to a point of depression, heaviness, that uh, hope, you know, that at some point they could fully, they feel limited. Mm. They feel kind of imprisoned, forced to be a certain and live a certain, like as someone else to have upright, always their guard, their, to be on guard, to have a mask on or, you know, pretend to be someone else or have it all together to be liked, to fit in to feel a sense of belonging and this is usually this is the most instinctual and natural um, energy that we are in right now because the background frequency is tribal is community and it means there is an innate feeling of I want to belong mm -hmm. I want my tribe but the last 400 years the energy was okay if you want to belong if you want to fit in you have to really fit in and kind of mold yourself mm. into a collective common standard of what then the society and collective defines as social, mm. as lovable, as successful, as, you know, even the concept of marriage is a certain conditioning, a rule that society set up in order to create order mm. because if there's no common sense everything is kind of chaos mm. and what we're feeling energetically now the change is people want to feel in as seen mm -hmm. individual in their uniqueness it is so important Mm -hmm. for every human to be, really have this feeling of I see you mm -hmm. and you have special gifts and 
getting known and accepted and loved for that and not for your achievements and not for how well you behave. Mm -hmm. And this is the background frequency now changing. Now that means that it gets even more pressure on people and more aware and obvious when there is this resistance in the body between this is what people expect from me this is what I should be doing in my job. This is what I feel like my friend's circle or my partner only gives me a certain feeling of belonging, affection, um, love when mm-hmm. I do this, this, when I'm when I hold a piece of myself back, whether it's emotions or it is willpower or it is confidence. And you know what? These things are usually the biggest gifts of in people. Mm. The things that you think you have to hold back from others, you have to hide because it's too much or too emotional or too confident or too complex, too whatever. Or if you're too, if you're not outgoing enough, if you're an introvert, right? All these things are actually from human design. I see it in their charge as their biggest gifts. And that's why right now, as I said, the background frequency is pushing us into an evolutionary edge that Mm -hmm. happens 2027 into individuality. A lot of people have this awakening moments of, oh my God, something, I cannot continue this. There must be more in my life and I cannot be in this relationship anymore. Cannot do this job. I cannot live in the circle because I feel I'm losing myself. I cannot be myself. And what then comes up are these not self themes mm. and not self is the conditioned self that comes up all the time. As I said, as a sign that you are not on the right path, that you're not living your strengths, that you're going actually against your own mechanics and you're manipulating your energy and you're losing energy, you're dimming yourself down, you're trying to fit in a box, you're trying to meet other people's expectations. And so that people understand it, I want to give you a little for each type, what that theme is, so that people can create self-awareness and be more mindfulness exercise when they go Mm -hmm. through their day, or when they are with other people. So as manifestors, the not-self themes are really very strong around anger, frustration, and mm, boredom as well. But usually they feel that very angry when someone else tells them what to do or how to be. Mm. And then this anger comes up, this rebelling against uh, a box. Or it's some, their signature, which is the sign that you're in alignment, is they can fully be in themselves. They're totally free to do whatever they want. And they feel at peace doing it. Hmm. It is a sense of peace and not needing to fight, rebel, or um, push against any resistance. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So the next types would be the generators and manifesting generators. And there's frustration, very big, like anger and frustration, the sacral, the gut of, ah, it is like really frustrating. Even when I'm not knowing about people, and I think with you was this first as well. Yeah. You use the word frustration a lot. Did I? Not you, but all these types, all the generators and manifesting generators, when they are frustrated, they don't say I'm bitter or I am 
kind of angry. They say I'm frustrated. There was this frustration. Then I kind of get curious about their design and it's usually sequels because it's the gut. It's like, uh, when you feel it in your gut, this deep frustration. And I cannot feel, I, my body is not designed to feel it in your way. But when I say the word frustration, it has a certain frequency that you know, you know, you know, you know how it feels in your body. Is that correct? Yeah. And yeah. so that is a sign when you feel it immediately that you're out of alignment and it is an invitation for you to look at, okay, look at, look around you. What triggered that frustration? Was it a person? Was it something you get asked for? Because it's usually you're responding. You responded, you got responded to something and that made you feel frustrated. It did not make you juicy, happy, satisfied, joyful. So we've got to look at what was the thing that you just responded to, that you had a response and mechanism in your body, and that thing is out of alignment. Okay. So that could be that someone called you and said, hey, I want, I'm coming over in half an hour for to chat with you, and you just want to have your downtime, and that makes you frustrated, and you still say yes, okay, but you actually want to say no. Okay, so this is actually one thing that in the not self is saying yes, but meaning no, saying no, but meaning yes. There's this other piece of fear that you and I talked about when we were together, and it exists a lot in romantic relationships. It can manifest as pressuring another person to do something, threatening, ultimatums, anxiety. Yeah. What does it look like in relationship when somebody, no matter what their archetype is in the not self, like you, you talk a lot about fear and I think it's really useful. Yeah. So there are also deeper not self themes in every center and in every, even gates and the profile. So every aspect of our chart has a highest expression and a low expression. And the low expression is then usually a behavior that is the not-self behavior that is low frequency, that is not with good intentions, and it also results in creating more of what you do not want. What that means is, you know, it's a lower frequency, literally an electric frequency, and that calls in even more lower frequency. In relationships, we have to start back that people are conditioned to look outside for confirmation, validation that they're good enough. This is how the biggest conditioning in our childhood is the wound, two wounds that trigger the not-self is rejection and abandonment. The rejection wound and the abandonment wound. These two fears, fear of rejection, fear of abandonment, fear of being left alone, and fear of not being loved and accepted. So I have to ask you about that because I feel like my biggest fear is, and maybe it's one of these two, just dressed differently in a different costume, fear in relationship is not being rejected or abandoned, but feeling alone with the person. So I guess that's abandonment still. No, it is actually rejection, meaning you are not accepted as who you truly are. 
Yeah. Or seen like yeah. my biggest fear yeah. is waking up next to somebody and having that weird feeling of what are we even doing here? Yeah. You know, you could do whatever you want, but you still don't feel fully seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's no connection. There's no heart to heart connection on a soul level because it's not, un- it's conditional love. It's not unconditional love. Only when you're really loved unconditionally and most of our parents were not able to give us this unconditional love then you start conditions to to create conditions to feel loved or to love someone Mm -hmm. you know and we say okay i love you look it starts with you can go out play only if you clean up your room first that's a condition Mm. You suppress, you condition the joy and the desire of a child to go out and play with the condition of, but first you have to do this. It's the same with, you know, you're a good girl, your mommy's good girl, only when you bring home good grades. So that fast forward in a relationship is, okay, I have to be, you know, that type of woman to attract this man. And you enter, we call it, incorrectly a relationship from your not self because you have these thoughts about yourself and then this is a not self theme of okay i have to be i cannot be so emotional Mm. oh what would be what would you say is a quality a character trait of yours where you always feel like guys don't really resonate with that Mm. for me Mm -hmm. I would say, God, let me think about what are my little issues for everybody to know. I feel like my first issue was like, they never have the same amount of time I have to give. Like they're not physically as available. They don't have the depth that I want them to have. Intellectual. Not just a lot of them have intellectual depth because they're really smart guys, but they're so heady that I'm like, where's your heart in all of this? Like this conversation, I feel like some of the guys I'm dating right now that I'm really enjoying, I feel like they would be like what are they talking about? (laughs) You know what I mean? So like a lack of capacity to like hold my facets, like, oh, I don't know what to do with that part. See, it's here, this too muchness. Mm -hmm. You're asking for too much. You're kind of expecting too much. Even there's the heaviness of the depth of how deep you want to go, where they go, oh, come on, this is enough. Can we just talk about a movie or whatever? You know, keeping it light. It's very much the potency and power of you as a woman in all that you are, and you're a big energy. And that's actually as a manifesting generator from the childhood on, it's a lot of energy. And you are very defined in your chart. I remember your chart. It has a lot Mm -hmm. of qualities that you bring energetically into the room. And that's why... If you don't fully live it, that's the thing. If you do not fully live it from the get-go, you will not attract a man who is magnetized by that frequency. You dim yourself down and you attract the same level of frequency, which are men who cannot, who don't literally have the capacity to hold your entire frequency. Mm -hmm. So how to break out of it is to not dim yourself down, but keep your standards, hold yourself, hold the bar high until a guy shows up with the same capacity. But Mm -hmm. most women and the same in business is that they don't hold long enough their capacity because yeah, it takes maybe some dates or some time you are alone 
It's the same in, in business. It takes, when I raise my prices and I raise my standards, who I want to work with and how I want to work with, then to be honest, we are very exceptional women. That means the masses usually don't meet that standard. And mm. my biggest strength as a defined ego is I do it anyways. I hold my standards. And this is what, when I guide you, I would say, no, don't date this guy because they're not your caliber. And mm. when you hold your caliber, you will more and more radiate in your own confidence. And the more confidence you are, confident you are, the more you dial up your magnetism. That means your radiance goes out and the right person can see you. Mm. Okay, then I feel like there's a lot of people listening where if they're really honest with themselves, whether they're married, they're dating, yeah. whatever they are. They're like, I don't really feel seen by most people. And I think part of that is like their issue of, okay, you need to show yourself. But the other piece is that yeah. a lot of people might just not be on the frequency they're at. So what would be your response to that? Because I can imagine that would feel really lonely and really like hard to swallow. Or there could be some beliefs of I'm just not going to be seen. Yeah. Um, the reason why they don't feel seen is because they're hiding themselves. Mm. That's the point. So you are not feeling seen for, um, for the part that you keep hiding. So we need to break that cycle by working internally. That's where the coaching comes in. That's why I say you cannot do it yourself because these patterns, the fears come up of, will I be alone? How long will it take until someone shows up who is like me? But when this empowerment coaching, what I do comes in. And when even just us, you see me modeling that I live very independently, I can be on my own and myself, then very quickly, there's this, okay, it's actually not so bad. There are a few people. And the more you live it, the more you trust yourself, the more you magnetize like minded people in. But the trans transition phase, the transformation phase is not easy when then relationships change and friend circle change and people are kind of triggered or don't understand. And that is where the coaching and the guidance comes in. But I want to say the longer you keep being true to yourself and really find joy and self-acceptance, and this is the whole deconditioning. This is not something that you can do by listening to a podcast episode and say, oh yeah, you're right. And then continue doing it and hoping one day will change. That is the inner work. And you have to commit to this inner work and make a decision. Do you want to live life at yourself and have your most truest and authentic unconditional love? Okay, then we just set that goal and you work towards it by looking what comes up, looking at your beliefs, looking at the healing. And then over time, your energy field changes. And what we call the fractal, which is the network, energetically, when your energy changes, you will call in different people. It mm. can, it, there is no, it is mechanics. This is how manifestation works. And usually why people don't manifest what they want is because they don't, are not willing to do this inner work. They mm. fall too early back into those patterns and they kind of stay stuck in a little bit of a self betrayal of, yeah, I, you know, damn it. I, I kind of broke up with this guy and the next guy are going to do it differently. And I'm so motivated or, you know, the same with sports or fitness or healthy eating. There's the motivation, there's the will. Yeah, I want this, but there's no consistency or to commit fully long-term unless they have someone on their side 
And this is usually tied to the undefined ego or the, the ego of the willpower and then the fears of, okay, will I be alone? Will I, how long will it take? And the endurance of it. Usually people are so close to their next breakthrough if they would, if they continue and keep going with it. Mm, okay. I didn't even realize the time because you're so interesting to me, but for the next 10 minutes, I feel like I want to do like a power move of going through the numbers. Can you explain the life paths? Because I feel like we did a good job showing people, A, the different archetypes, you know, why it matters for them to go look it up and put their information and figure out their type, think about how that shows up in their life, why they are the way they are. I feel like we help them understand the not self and, you know, creating results that are not from you. And a lot of your fear is the not self. So if you're choosing something out of fear, you're in your not self and you're probably not going to get the results you want. So as far as your life path numbers, I also know that there's the sacral and the emotional decision maker. Can you talk a little bit about that piece of what that means and a little bit about the numbers so people can understand that when they get their reading? Obviously, this is a deep piece of work and I'm going to send them to your website. But yeah, curious just what yeah. we can hear. Okay. So these are two big topics and the profile numbers are your personality and say something about your personality. And there are six numbers and they, in combination, form 12 different archetypes. So when you talk about archetypes, that are actually the archetypes. The types, the human design types are not really archetypes uh, in terms of personality traits. As I said, they're just the energetic designs and how the energy works. But those profile numbers give you more information about your personality as the archetype. So there are 12 different ones and they're these combinations of your personality and your design, which is your conscious and your unconscious. And these different numbers, it would actually go too deep to go into all the 12 and the six lines in itself. But what is what people need to understand is that these in combination, there is the first number, you're three, five, and I'm at six, two. There's always two numbers. The first number means it is the conscious. You are personally more aware of your third line, then you are aware of your fifth line because it's the unconscious. And other people, you do it naturally. You do it naturally. Your body does it naturally. It is, you can you imagine? Imagine you're breathing. Yeah. But you're not consciously telling yourself, breathe in, breathe out. You're doing mm -hmm. it anyways. Your body is doing it. So this is the same with certain personality traits, characteristics that you do naturally, you don't have so much awareness about it, but people see that in you. People see it in you. Yeah. And it is there energetically your body. It's even sometimes almost, most importantly, stronger than your personality is and creating more awareness, what those gifts are help you understand yourself even better, how you also interact with others. Let me give you the example of you. You're three, five, and you are very aware about a third line experience that you are testing new things all the time and you testing things if they're working or not working. And you're very quickly realize also that life always gives you certain challenges where you maybe bump into certain things that feel like you're making a mistake. 
or you have a really big thing going on where you could feel like you're a failure, but it's not. It's really for you that you test new things and you're here to create incredible, to model others that you're resilient. And even if you fail, you keep going. You are naturally designed to not give it such a meaning. Yeah, you know, if something happens, okay, cool. How can we make it better next time? It, you have a natural gift that you don't beat yourself. I mean, that would be the not self, that you beat yourself up, that you think you're a failure, that you are never complete things, that you're making mistakes all the time. That's the not self. But your highest self, your biggest gift would be, hey, it's okay. And you can grow through it. And the gift is to learn and do better next time. If we don't learn and bump into the thing over and over again, that's not so good. Okay. But your body, your fifth line, it holds the archetype, the personality of a teacher of very big wisdom, but also a ability and gift to universalize your experience, your personal third line experience of life. You're here to share with others in a very practical way so that you can teach them from mm -hmm. your lessons that you learned. Mm -hmm. And it is, it comes also with an energy of you can help people, mm -hmm. you know, and you know what they need to fix a problem, but that can also go into tendency that people come to you with an expectation. Hey, you can help me. You know the answer. You can save me. You can fix me. And the not self would be a savior complex mm. and a codependency. And because it's in your unawareness, it's your, in your subconscious body that can cause codependent relationships, mm. people pleasing, etc. Okay, this is so interesting. So I know that with the numbers, and we talk about this in another episode a little bit, that there's like the one number that kind of shows you who you are earlier in life, and then another number that potentially shows you who you are when you self-actualize a little bit more. Is that accurate? Or how would you describe the two numbers? Are you talking about the profile and you now mean the two? Like that I'm a three, five. So I'm yeah. a manifesting generator, but I'm a three, five. So if three comes first, it's the experimenter, right? And then five is the teacher. So what I've understood is that the three means that's I'm an experimenter earlier in life. And then no, you're all the time. Okay. It's, no, all the time. It's not early or later. It's I say the first number is look at your numbers and that's the first and that's the second on paper. That's what I mean. It has nothing to do with your life. Okay. It's interesting. I've heard that from some practitioners that it's almost like one number is who you are before you become you. Okay. And that's the six line. And that is only for six lines like me. It is from zero to 30. This is, I'm a, I was a third line. And then with 30, with a Saturn return, it turns into a six line because then they go kind of, they have all these life experiences like you also have the trial and error, the figuring out who I am and bumping into stuff in life and being actually on the wrong path or trying to find the right path. And then after 30, they go on the roof and they turn into, they need to take the life experience and go on the roof to kind of turn those experiences into wisdom so that when they get off the roof after 50, they come down as the wise woman and the role model 
and embody that deep wisdom. That is, if this is what you meant and refer to, this is only for six lines. Okay. This has been so fun. Where do you recommend people get started in learning from you and about you? Because I imagine they're hearing all this thinking like, whoa, there's so much information. Where do we start? Yeah, I would love to definitely to help them understand who they are and where the gifts are. So they can reach out to me on Instagram. That's the best place where I am right now. I will be starting my podcast very soon. So I will invite you on my podcast. Definitely. Because I want to definitely, you said something with the authorities. So the biggest piece where to start is figure out your type your profile, and then your authority. Your authority is your decision-making power. If you want to learn how to make the right decisions in your life and really create results, better results and manifest faster, it's the authority. So people can contact me and we can set up a session where I look at their charts and I usually do it in their life context. So this is, I am really helping people to create a successful lifestyle and mm-hmm. a business around it or in their business context or, or career context context, but also looking at relationships and because it's not just this and then that it's all together. So this is what I recommend if they want to dive deeper, I'm very happy to uh, do that with them. And then if you, they want to us to create different like specific episodes on relationship topics and the authorities and profile, but also real life uh, situations and scenarios that would be super fun to do. So maybe they want to also ask questions us or all these things we can play with. Very exciting. There's so much to explore. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on and talking about this. I love this topic so much. Thank you for having me. I loved it. Thank you so much for tuning into the U-Turn podcast. And thank you again so much for our sponsors. We are here because of you and to our listeners. Thank you for checking out our sponsors. We always pick people and brands that we trust and we believe in. And just for listening to the show, writing your reviews on the Apple app, and just being willing to make your own U-Turns. We'll see you next week. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. 
So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts.